All right, the stress test is can sometimes be a stressful conversation. Now, generally speaking, most borrowers that are buying in the current market or looking to buy in the current market have heard of a stress test or heard of the stress test. But I find that a lot of people just aren't sure what the heck that means. And there's a lot of misinformation out there, which is absolutely fair because the stress test as a whole, which we'll define in a minute here, has changed a number of times in the last few years. And more importantly, it's basically a moving target. But there are some general principles that you can understand and we'll go over that as well as a history of what the stress test is. What's up guys, you are listening to the YBR Remo Show, where we talk all things Vancouver real estate and mortgages, take boring topics and make them interesting. Make sure to stay tuned to listen to everything you need to know how to put cash back in your pocket, create wealth in real estate and simplify the complicated. Getting into it today, the stress test to start off with is not a heart stress test. We're not going to make you run. We're not looking at money in your account. We're not looking at anything of that nature. It's not about your asset portfolio. But what it is, is essentially a way for or a means for the government to confirm or at least provide some level of comfort to reduce your risk that you could qualify for a mortgage if interest rates were to increase. Now, in the time of recording this episode, we're going to make this timeless. But in the time of recording this episode, we've seen interest rates increase by actually over 2%, which is Interesting because the stress test itself and the way that it works is that you must, at a minimum, qualify to make the payments on your mortgage at 2% higher than the rate that you qualified when you got approved for your loan. So let's go backwards here, starting off and getting into this whole stress test and why are we even talking about it. We've talked about it in the past, but it becomes more important in times of rising rates because it's changing people's qualifications and it's almost a moving target. So, I mean, Guys, what are your general thoughts on this stress test right now? I mean, uh, getting into it as far as borrowers understanding. Do you find that most people have a clear understanding as to how this stress test works or how are you explaining it? Yeah, I mean, everyone that I work with has a really good understanding because we take the time to explain it. And I think it's important to explain that because there's a lot of people that we talk to that don't qualify for the mortgage amount that they want or expect or feel they could afford. And like if a broker or a bank isn't taking the time to explain why, they're not doing a good job. So, you know, talking to a client about, you know, maybe they're jumping into a 5% fix, letting them know that they're actually qualifying at 7% referencing the difference in payments. And again, it's not going to make people feel better, but at least they understand why they're maybe not achieving that, that, that gold mortgage amount that they were hoping for. Um, also realizing that when rates go back down, whenever that might be, qualification will get easier because stress test is going to come down with interest rates. Um, and I'll be honest, you know, when the stress test first came out, it was all negativity and people thought it was bullshit. And uh, I think that it's great that we did that. I really, really, truly do, because we are now in a, an extremely, uh, I don't know what the word would be, but rates have obviously increased at, at a rapid level, quicker than anyone expected. As much as rates are still relatively reasonable, uh, there's a lot of people that were sitting at one and a half percent and they built their life around that, right? So the fact that we actually had to qualify them at the time at five or 5.25 percent, it really kind of means that there, there typically should be room to fall back. These people should be able to afford their mortgages right now, right? Whereas if we didn't do that and we were qualifying people at one and a half percent and their rate is now four and a half, those people would be hurting. And don't get me wrong, people are hurting financially right now as well, just because everything in general has gone up. But I think the stress test was a great play. And I think it's worked out in uh, a lot of borrowers favors uh, in, in regards to affordability and, and just making sure that they can actually handle what we're dealing with right now. 
Yeah, well said in a nutshell. So the one thing to go back on this stress test really quickly that I think, uh, I mean, you get a good expla explanation of like how we explain it and how we go over it. From a technical perspective, when the stress test came out, um, it, it has changed a few times. It originally came out in 2016. So that's when the stress test came in originally. And that was for every insured borrower. So basically anybody who was buying a home with less than 20% down as of 2016 had to qualify at a minimum rate that was set by uh, OSFI or the Bank of Canada annually. They would review this rate now, or they could review it anytime they chose to. I think that original rate, I don't know if you can recall, Derek, but I think it was 4.64 or 4.79% or something like that at the time. So you had to qualify at a minimum of that rate or 2% above the rate that you're you're getting. But what was interesting is that, you know, right before 2016, you could take a five-year fixed mortgage and you could qualify in the rate you were getting. So we had borrowers that were qualifying at 2.44. All of a sudden, they had to qualify at 4.64 or 4.69 or whatever that number was at the time. And so that, that was a pretty big impact. I mean, we're talking about a 20% reduction in, in mortgage qualification. Boom, just like that. Now, what was more interesting is that that was those were the only people and it's typically first time buyers obviously are buying with less than 20% down, although we do see others. That was the biggest um, uh, adjustment for a period of time until 2018, where we had uh, the government step in and say essentially, okay, now everyone who is working with a federally regulated institution such as a bank or a mortgage finance company, everybody who's getting a mortgage now has to qualify under that stress test. And that was an interesting time because, of course, we saw the run up in 2019 for all those folks who were in the industry at that time uh, for a few months where everybody was trying to lock in their rate, lock in their payment, trying to qualify, refinance, buy a second home, whatever it was uh, for folks who had less than 20% down or were able to refi. And, and, and right after that, that date came in, we saw actually a dip in the industry. So we saw a run up where everybody was trying to be competitive and purchase. And then after that date occurred, there was actually a dip for six to 12 months, which was interesting. I mean, that just generally itself says a lot about obviously the impact of qualification on mortgage borrowers and their ability or, or the real estate market as a whole. Um, and of course, confidence. So, I mean, I don't want to go too much into history, but, you know, during that uh, 2019 uh, year or whatever the timeline is that came out, we had kind of a flatter market. There was a slight incline and then, of course, a, a flatter market the following year. So there is no doubt that putting that stress test in place did have an impact on the real estate market, not permanently, but for a period of time until... Of course, people adapted, which is always what happens. So fast forward a little bit um, into where we're at right now. And the government has not only made adjustments to the um, stress test and how it operates, but it's also reneged on a couple of things. So uh, in, in right before COVID happened, there was a suggestion that they were going to change how the stress test worked. And I, I don't know about you, but I think this is like uh, in, in January or something like that, where they had talked about making a change to the stress test and how it operated. And it was going to use the median rate set by the banks and and 2% above. Now we haven't really seen that come together. What they have done, however, instead is they've just adjusted the minimum stress test rate. And then naturally speaking, interest rates have increased, which has meant that, well, we have to qualify at a higher price point right now, right? Yeah, all really good points. And you know, every Every situation is a little bit different. Um, people right now are seeing higher qualification if you go variable. So, you know, there are people that maybe they're, maybe they weren't really into the variable product, but the variable product is really getting them to the purchase price that they want or getting them that, that refinance amount that they want to make it work. So 
there's a little bit of strategy involved in that regard. We've actually had some clients that have chosen to go variable to achieve the mortgage amount that they needed to get. Uh, and then after the fact, you always have the ability to convert into a fixed if and when it makes sense, right? So just a basis of that, uh, the higher the interest rate that you're paying, the lower you're going to qualify for because again, we're adding 2% on top of your contract rate for the stress test. And right now, your typical variable for conventional mortgage is 4.3%. Uh, your average fixed rate, depending on length of term, is 5.2 or 5.3, right? So again, like that's going to drop qualifications somewhere in the range of probably 8 to 10%. And it does make a difference. Yeah, yeah. And and then to, the, to, to, to speak on that, again, in case we weren't clear, the minimum that you can, of course, uh, use from a stress test payment perspective, again, is 2% above the rate you're getting. So one of the challenges, so speaking on challenges of using a qualifying rate, and this is just a general challenge in the current market right now, is when you're in a rising rate environment and we're qualifying based on the lowest variable interest rate, uh, folks, that is a variable interest rate. And so if the Bank of Canada changes their prime rate, then even though you have a locked in discount on a variable rate, such as minus 0.5 or minus 0.4, your overall interest rate actually adjusts. So I've had people stressed out and say, okay, well, why don't I qualify for as much right now? I thought I had a variable rate hold in place. Well, the reality is, is the Bank of Canada uh, over uh, rules the stress test. So if they go up, if the Bank of Canada raises rates by 1%, then your final interest rate is 1% higher. And then you have to qualify again at 2% above that. And so that can be those that can be one of the challenges of folks looking to buy in these markets. And my biggest suggestion in that standpoint is to know a couple of rules of thumb and be in, good, in contact with your mortgage team that's proactive. So one rule of thumb would be uh, if uh, interest rates were to increase by a half percent, you're looking at about a 4 to 5% reduction in how much mortgage money you can borrow. So if you borrow, if you qualify for a million dollar loan at a half percent increase to your rate, you're looking about qualifying for about $40,000 or up to $50,000 less, depending on your personal situation. If rates go up by a full percent, you can double that and expect a reduction from that standpoint. Those are some good numbers to use as rules of thumb. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good point on the variable. You know, like, again, we're very clear on this on our conversations, but we're doing a variable rate hold. You're just holding the discount. There's nothing you can do to stop a variable rate from changing. That's why it's variable, right? Um, now, the flip side to that is the fixed rate. If you are doing a rate hold on a fixed product for, call it 120 days, which is typically standard, uh, as long as you've bought and closed within that time frame, you get that rate. Your qualification doesn't change. But there's a lot of people, especially in this market, who are not jumping out there and buying a house the next week right people are kind of taking their time and getting a feel for the market and waiting because everyone has a little bit of fear that's going to continue to go down so if your rate hold is coming up and you haven't found a house and we have to do a new rate hold and rates have increased you are again going to see a lower qualification so that's something you have to consider when you're pre-approved and i mean we'll talk about the importance of rate holds you probably get the gist of it but that's a big piece, right? And we stay on top of this and we track this and we know when people's rate holds are coming up. And again, I don't think that people should rush and buy because of an interest rate. I think you need to find the right property and need, everything needs to make sense. But if you can buy within that threshold and on the flip side to that, if your rate holds coming up for renewal and rates have come down, you could qualify for more. True. Yeah, good points there. So let's kind of move forward here and talk a little bit about people that already have a loan and then they're wondering like, how does this impact me? Because there's some people that, uh, you know, 2018 was when they got their mortgage. Again, they're coming up for renewal right now, but they, they got their home, let's say in the end of 2017, and they didn't have to pass the stress test at that time. 
So short and sweet, for this is a really sticky place right now where there's some people who have been caught there. So if you're simply renewing your existing loan, so leaving it as is, no changes, no structure, no stuff, nothing, staying with everything as is, technically speaking, you can just leave it as is. You don't need to requalify for a stress test. But if you're looking to take out new money to refinance, to uh, pay off a car, to reduce debt, uh, get a car loan, or sorry, get a, a renovation loan or something of that nature, add that into your mortgage, which a lot of folks want to do, especially in the current climate, you now have to qualify for that stress test. Okay. But what's good to know is that if you've been paying off your mortgage for the last five years, there's no doubt that your property has increased in value. And it also provides you with a longer amortization period. So it might be possible that in your current situation, as long as you qualify, which we can look into for you, that you might be able to reset that loan to re-extend it back to 30 years to qualify. But again, of course, you could choose to still pay it off over 25 or 20 years with the right product. That's really important to note. Yeah. And, and when Alex talks about just renewing your current mortgage, that literally means changing nothing, not adding any money. Uh, you're staying with the same lender. You can't transfer to a new lender because a new lender is going to make you qualify. Uh, and in my experience, the only situations I have come across where a lender is reaching out to a client and saying, you have to qualify if you want to renew with us is if they've had issues with that borrower throughout the existing term. So if you've missed payments, if you've had late payments, they track that kind of stuff. Missed mortgage payments is the absolute last thing that you want to deal with, uh, especially if it's showing up on your credit bureau. Uh, lenders do not like that. You can typically deal with a missed car loan or a missed credit card payment. A missed mortgage payment is the worst thing that you can have. So, uh, and you know what? Typically, it's very rare. I can't even remember the last time that I saw a missed mortgage payment on a credit bureau, but it happens because life happens. Uh, but those are really the only situations that I've come across where lenders are actually requalifying and they want to make sure those borrowers are in a situation that if they're going to offer them another five year term, they want to make sure that it's not going to be an issue for either party. Yeah, well said. It's a really good point. And it does happen to your point um, uh, where there are missed mortgage payments. There are things that are that that, that occur in life. You know, I've, I've even seen situations where it was just coming out of the wrong account right away. And that sort of thing happened. And there's ways around that. But yes, to your point, something that we want to try to avoid at all, all points. Now, here's the big question I still get asked all the time. Now, it's not as popular of a question that it was it was a couple of years ago. But can I avoid the stress test? Like, Can I avoid it? And what does that look like? I'll let you take the lead on this. And then I'll hop in and fill in some gaps on that. I mean, for the most part, no. <laughs> the answer is no. Um, with a little caveat to that. Uh, if you are taking on an insured mortgage, like if you're buying with less than 20% down, no, there's no way to get around a stress test. Um, if you are conventional and if you qualify with like the 1% lender out there that has a very unique program, it's not a bank, it's a credit union because of their regulator. Uh, there are some one-off programs where you can potentially avoid the stress test. Um, these programs are not for everybody. It's not for your typical buyer or person refinancing to pay off debt. These are these are programs where they can essentially bypass that because of strength in an application, meaning assets. They want to make sure that if they're trying to help someone achieve a larger mortgage than they technically should get, there's a reason for it. There's fallback. They're not worried about that person not being able to afford the payments because there's reasonability to the situation. So yeah, there are currently a couple one-off programs where you can bypass the stress test for a very, very strong application. Um, and then the last piece I'll touch on there, this is not a situation where you avoid the stress test, but there are exceptions that we have granted often with specific lenders 
only a few of them. Uh, one of them specifically uh, is amazing for this, but if you tick all the boxes, if you have perfect credit and you have strong stable income and you have a good size down payment and a bit of money in the bank, again, strong situation, we have lenders that will bypass debt service ratios where typically the maximum debt service ratio is 44%. We can use 44% of household income to cover housing costs and any outside debts. We have lenders, conventional A-type lenders, that can go up to 49-50% for a strong file. And that quite literally is bypassing the stress test in regards to qualification and then some. So this is where it's really important to work with a broker that understands what different lenders are doing. There are probably 90% of the lenders in Canada that would never even get close to that. Right, So that's not technically bypassing a stress test, but from a qualification level, it's definitely getting you close or above. Right. Yeah, these are good points here. I mean, uh, you kind of hit the nail on the head. So there's no like true way aside from perhaps uh, local credit unions and, and a make sense deal. But to your point, um, those unique programs where you can extend and qualify for a higher amount, uh, those are typically going to work out better than uh, a non-stress test situation or very similar to that. Biggest challenge with that is that lenders don't guarantee or pre-approve those interest rate or those exceptions. Um, lenders will only consider those things on a live transaction, which means where you have an accepted offer in hand and you're, you've, you've got a purchase. So they, they can actually look at your file, look at your credit, look at your income and make a decision on that. So if you're going to make an offer and you're going to look to try to get a larger loan amount, we usually just suggest making sure to have that understanding before you go into it and have a backup plan. And of course, just, just be aware, just be hyper aware. We don't want to make a subject free offer with a maybe. Uh, moving forward on that, um, proposals and ideas and just where the stress test goes from here. I, I mean, I don't know what else they would change at this point right now. But what I can tell you is that we're not the only country in the world that has a stress test. What's been interesting is, and I don't know, Derek, if you knew this or not, but uh, England had a stress test uh, and they recently scrapped it. Uh, they got rid of it. Um, basically, they said, we don't need it anymore. Uh, and uh, they got rid of it. Simple as that. Now, um, I should clarify their lending system works a little bit differently than ours and they have different measures to qualify people. But as I'm looking at an article right now around this, uh, their their stress test originally was uh, based on if interest rates climbed up by 3%. That was kind of how things worked at that point right there. And there's also differences depending on how much equity they're putting into the property and their minimum amount of cash available. However, the big thing, they got rid of it. They, they eliminated it. They said it's gone. They have uh, a minimum requirement that people can qualify based on 4.5 times their salary. Um, anyways, that's pretty, we could probably go into a lot more depth there. But I, I think it's interesting to say that they got rid of it. And one of the reasons that they did so is that they suggest that it's maybe not working as good as they thought. And it's stopping people from getting in the door. So basically, people to buy their first homes and or, you know, starter homes or, or things of that nature. Those are the people that it's hurting more than anything else. So interesting to see that and interesting to have that happen. What, what I mean, what are your general thoughts on that? Is that something that they consider should consider in Canada um, to either eliminate a stress test or make exceptions for first time buyers? I, I strongly believe that there should be exceptions. I feel like the stress test should not be a blanket stress test. Um, I feel like there are situations like we just talked about credit union, strong file, uh, first time buyers that could make a lot of sense. Someone in an industry where their income is constantly increasing, right? Uh, RCMP just as one example. Uh, but then again, does this become too convoluted and there are too many what ifs and there are too many exceptions 
and there's too much work behind the scenes to make it work. That's an unknown, obviously, because there's, you know, again, I bet you 50% of mortgage brokers in Canada don't really understand the stress test. And then if you're going to make it that in depth and have all these exceptions, but I do strongly believe that there hundred percent should be exceptions and, and it should be situational because there are so many situations where it does not make sense and it's really restricting someone. Um, but again, I, I don't think that that would ever come to fruition just because of the, how many moving parts there are. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. I think at the end of the day, there should be something for folks who are buying either their first property or um, unique circumstances. I, I really just think first property because the biggest challenge at the end of the day is what getting the down payment and qualifying and the maximum qualifying over 25 years, perhaps a better a better suggestion to start off with for first time buyers or people entering the market would be to consider a 30 year amortization again. Um, and, and help people that way because it keeps their payments obviously flexible. You know, the United States, of course, offers 30-year terms uh, for their loans as well. It, that would be probably a, a good case scenario or something to consider. And perhaps they could just make it a first-time buyer or someone who hasn't owned in five years only. Like if you own a second home and you're buying another home with less than 20% down, but it's not your first home, maybe you have to qualify at 25 years at that point. That's probably a suggestion that I would consider. And the second consideration that I would throw out there is just regarding like what's going on right now with with the Bank of Canada raising rates, I would love to see it is set up in such a way that if you have a rate hold or you have something in place, you have a guaranteed minimum stress test. And obviously, there's got to be some kind of way to verify that. I don't know what that looks like, but that would be kind of interesting and neat to do. Long story short, I don't like being able to tell a borrower that qualified based on a variable interest rate in, uh, before July 13th for you know 10% uh, more that now you qualify for 10% less just because of this decision. That's a hard conversation to have at all times. So with that being said, lots going on right now and lots to consider on the stress test. I mean, we covered everything from, again, insured and uninsured mortgages requiring the stress test, when it came about, what it is in theory, what it is in reality, uh, some suggestions over what we recommend. If you want to know more about the stress test, if you qualify, I think our biggest suggestion is most people are nervous or afraid of it or scared of it. Don't be scared of it. It is what it is. It's just a calculation. Nothing more than that. So if you're not sure what you qualify for, you want to find out more, we do have some tools and calculators on our website at thrivemortgage.ca. They can give you a general estimate. Again, it is very general. Reach out to the team so we can provide you with a thorough update. Even if you don't think you could buy for the next six months or something of that nature, or you're getting prepared, we can have a conversation with you, get a general idea as to where you're at and set you off on the right track. If you don't reach out, you'll never know. So again, uh, really appreciate you guys listening to the episode. Feedback is always welcome over at Thrive Mortgage, uh, Thrive Mortgage Co. And if you want to do so, please leave us a review on our iTunes and podcast page, because that is the only thing we ask for to keep you guys educated and updated out there. Hope you're loving the show. We'll see you all next time.